0: Thank you for joining us for our September live show. And to uh, show our appreciation, we're going to give you a little teaser here, something we've whipped up for season three.
1: When I was a child, I met a man in a funny hat. He made me laugh and we were fast friends. Time flew by and it's now many years later. Each time I put on his hat, I am magically transported back to the days of my
0: youth. Out in the far away, nearby. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the Duchess Sue.
1: Greetings, peasants.
0: (laughs) Good to see you. It's been a while. It has. How are you?
1: I am doing quite well, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have just recently moved.
0: I was saying to our audience a moment ago that it is a fairly warm day out here in not quite apple country. It's about 86 sunny, and um, I, I'm suffering in silence here as the room is cooling off and the sun is Going away, Um, I I would guess that you're probably faring a little better there. Though you're you're in a modern place, aren't you?
1: I am in a modern place. They have air conditioning, but it's very warm outside.
0: I see. Well, then, uh, without further ado, we will go ahead and start talking about our weeks. Okay. Okay, milady, you started us off by telling us that you have recently relocated your abode. Our listeners are just aching to find out how did things go, and are you finally settled in?
1: Well, we aren't quite settled in. We have the old apartment for a- until the end of the month because we are moving of an apartment that has bed bugs, which is not recommended by the professionals that deal with bed bugs but because of that we have had to treat everything before it was moved and just in case we are treating everything after it's moved so we are steaming all the wooden furniture we got rid of all the uh, soft furniture so we have a brand new bed which is one of the adjustable beds sort of like a hospital bed which mm-hmm. is really comfortable. We spent a fair amount of money for it, but <laughs> it's really comfortable. So we are going to get new a new sofa and and that kind of stuff, but we haven't quite done that yet. Anyway, so so that's been pretty tedious. It's because we can't we have no dressers at the moment. We will have those probably Friday of next week. Uh, the movers are coming Monday. They will move things into our garage here. And then we are putting up some very poisonous strips of things we got from Amazon that are only supposed to be sent to professional pest control people. <laughs> oh. I, I love Amazon. They just will send you anything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and suddenly the, the Duke is certifiable.
1: That's true. Well, he's always been certifiable, but we won't talk about that. So we will put that in the, in the garage with those things, and then they will have to air out for... That has to be done for three days, and then they have to air out for another three days. So that is <laughs> that is sort of our situation, but we are slowly but surely getting moved in.
0: If the Cheyenne were uh, visiting, I would say that you could probably borrow a spacesuit or two from his alien. <laughs> uh, it sounds like you need a hazmat team. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, I, I mean, they the professionals suggest that you don't move until you get rid of the, the bed bugs because there's a danger of moving them with you. And because right. of that, I really, you know, we wanted to make sure that we didn't move them with us. And that's why we've gone to all this effort. And it's, it's mm-hmm. just, really, it's, it's been a really, exciting time but we told the new landlord that we had, were coming from a place with bed bugs because i had an argument with the real estate people who are managing the apartment complex i think that that particular place is run by an absentee landlord and and they just they're saying well that's the tenant's responsibility to do that to take care of that. What they have suggested professionally is that in really old complexes like that, you mm-hmm. need to treat not only that apartment, but the other apartments as well. It could be that it came from some other apartment. I have no idea how we, how they got to our house. There has been an epidemic of bed bugs in the United States for the past five years maybe 10 years
0: the last time i moved it was from a townhouse to our house we bought and there was a little bit of a drive but we also held on to the place for a bit and i can tell you after a week of going back there and cleaning (laughs) i just wanted to be done with it because it felt like we were going to a special effort and i kept telling hubby it was like you know, let's just find out how what it costs to have a maid come in here or something because I'm just sick of coming here the opposite direction of home to clean this place up just to make sure we get our deposit back.
1: I was really short with with Kimberly is her name and um, and she did not appreciate that a whole lot. But I just you know she says, well, this is a tenant's responsibility. But the Duke found a a posting in the in the local newspaper from several years ago Uh when they were talking about this and they're going well both the the tenant and the landlord have a certain amount of responsibility in this but when people have gone to court over this the landlord almost always loses
0: (laughs) so i was going to ask you duchess um Before we took our break and you mentioned that you were going to be moving, you also talked about your granddaughter, Cleo, who she does a YouTube channel with called Bits and Bobs. You Mm -hmm. had mentioned that Cleo might possibly be moving in with you in the Duke. Now, what became of that?
1: Uh, I don't know. There's still a possibility, but mom and dad are kind of uh, not Interest, or they kind of talking her out of it. Mama Bear has set; she set expectation for the girls. They weren't to get involved with boys until they were out of high school. They weren't supposed to. They they were supposed to go get their four year degree before they could like get married, or you know. And the youngest child started dating when she was in high school. Uh, she oh. went to a, she went to a magnet school uh, regarding science and mm-hmm. and she met this really cool kid and they started dating and mom couldn't really do anything about it. The school she went to because it's science it, it's science oriented and they they had to find places that the school district could afford to rent or what have you. And so the science program was held at the in the zoo uh the the local zoo and they called it the zoo school Hmm. (laughs) but she got her her diploma was from the school she transferred from or you know
0: for our listeners benefit it should be mentioned that a mama bear has another child who has moved in with their boyfriend Mm-hmm. So it's entirely possible that Mama Bear's efforts with Cleo are in an effort to try to keep her at home still.
1: To indicate the power that Mama Bear has over, over these girls, they both wanted to go to, to university. They both applied to a number of schools. But in the long run, she she talked her girls into going to the local one. And and the youngest girl almost made it in Louisiana, but n- not quite. Suddenly, became just before she left, it became too expensive, and she'd have to take out too many loans. But they're taking out the same number of loans at the local university. And when they started, Mama Bear didn't like their their choices of. Of what they wanted to study So Mm -hmm. And this whole thing is We should get a degree And (laughs) Toppy has said I think I would have made A good scientist A good mad scientist
0: (laughs) I could see you in a lab coat
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Mama Bear is Is pushing things that pay money That she thinks pay money Mm -hmm. Well after they both didn't Both decided that chemistry was not where it was at. And after I suggested to them that they would probably end up working in a lab where they were a, like a a medical type lab where they were checking to see if people had been
0: using drugs. Oh, okay, yeah, like a drug station.
1: That's what most of the chemists that I knew ended up doing. Now, Clea wanted to go into archaeology and she wanted to study Egypt Egyptology. Now, mm-hmm. that is not a paying job. <laughs>
0: It's a very specific field, and I, I would imagine you'd be lucky to find an opportunity in it.
1: Yeah, there, there are. It, it's rather hard, and and even if you can, it it it's not very. It doesn't pay a lot of money unless you're really lucky. Um, right.
0: It's like like teaching. A, a large aspect of the career is the experience and what you make of it. It you know it, mm-hmm. it doesn't pay well, but there are plenty of people out there who that's their passion. Sort of like being an artist or an actor. The lucky ones are the ones who get discovered and have an mm-hmm. opportunity that pays well. But the vast majority of those people are those who are just surviving and hoping to enjoy their day. Yeah, it's true. Before we move on to my week, Duchess, I have... I happen to notice that you have a little friend behind you there i
1: do a little about her this is is my giraffe uh mm-hmm. she followed the dope home from one day and so we have adopted her and uh-huh. we have been calling her giraffey but i don't think that's a very good name so no. we would like people to to uh suggest another
0: name oh that's a very good idea so for our listeners both in the chat room as well as those who are enjoying this later on the duchess is looking for names for her new pet <laughs> So, you'll email us at podcast at gmail.com or if you want to friend the duchess on facebook she is tfn sue duchess post something on her page and tell her what you have in mind for her friend's new name
1: that would that would be nice. i I'd like something a little less a tear acre out of the way, something that is not just uh, Main I don't know what, yeah
0: <laughs> something is you know some sort of a a whimsical name that might have been a nickname for a friend in college or you know, your your friend's name for the night at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too
1: um, the
0: topi is asking if it's a kitty hat but I see that you've you've let him know it's not yeah it's not <laughs> a kitty cat um, it, it's a sophisticated hat whichever it is is it, is it your riding hat madame do you wear that when you're side saddled
1: well yeah, that, that, that that's true
0: mm-hmm. but <laughs> we'll go ahead and move on from there it has been an eventful summer for Billy and I we've had a few family events that we've attended Ended, had some adventures so i'll just tell you a little bit about that so what would you like to know first duchess
1: well um you went to family events what kind of family events you had like very a large variety of them or maybe a small mm-hmm. variety
0: well i over the course of summer i had two different family reunions and these are organized by my mom's only living sister my aunt gwen And she does these reunions, touch with their cousins. These are uh, family members that she used to see every other summer when her parents were alive, my grandparents. So uh, we attended a couple of reunions. Now, Hubby didn't get to attend one of them, which actually ended up being the shorter or smaller, rather, of the two turnouts. The first of the reunions was for my grandmother's side of the family. And coincidentally, I had uh, recently discovered, and I may have mentioned this briefly before, but I, I learned of a cemetery not far from where my mother grew up. It was for my grandfather's side of the family. And this happens to be part of my family history, that there are gaps in my research, so to my surprise and delight i learned that this cemetery had connections with the the previous records that i was able to find for my ancestor so now i have a link because all of the uh, males of that family were on the census in vermont when my ancestor were born so there's a high chance that that is actually my grandfather's family And then a couple of weeks later, we had a reunion for that side of the family down in Pennsylvania. We went to a lovely area called Colton Point State Park. Very picturesque. There's a canyon there. Uh, It's in a wooded area. Uh, And fortunately for my Aunt Gwen, she had a little difficulty getting there. I think she hadn't been there in a while. And it was kind of ironic because my Uncle Chris, I've mentioned, who's married to sort of a flower child, And uh, he went to seminary school himself, but he never became a minister because his wife didn't want to be a pastor's wife. I (laughs) um, can't
1: imagine why.
0: Right. But uh, my uncle Chris showed up at this reunion, and he was actually there before Aunt Gwen, which really must have esteemed her because he's the family member that doesn't often turn up. (laughs) Yeah, my, my aunt shows up and our my uncle was already there for some time. I don't think she could have had a worse day because I'm sure she's gone through life with her brother always being the last one there. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, it was a fun reunion and I was glad that I went. My sister Betty and Ronnie didn't show. My uh, sister Betty made up an excuse that she was getting ready for a friend's wedding, but the real story was that she was not happy with our aunt's reaction to a gift she gave her. <laughs> she thought that it would have had a warmer reception. So she was trying to teach her a lesson, you Sorry. know, that, so, yeah. So, uh, but we had a <laughs> good time. And, um, yeah. And um, like I said, I met, met some cousins who had some nice stories. In fact, one of them told me a story about when my grandfather was a younger man, because her dad was, my grandfather's brother so they he was their uncle and he told me that when my grandfather was a young man he used to hit his brothers up for money when he'd want to go out on a date so i thought that was that was rather cute and um, (laughs) i
1: don't know how cute it is i bet his brothers didn't think it was cute
0: well i'm sure not but it you know it's it's a charming story to learn yes that um you know what your elders try to teach you certain things and um, you know they, they didn't necessarily learn from an example. My cousin told a nice story about how my grandparents might have possibly met, which mm. I had never heard before. And apparently my grandfather might have been working at a, like a jewelry store that repaired watches just down the street from the diner that my grandmother worked in as a young lady. Mm. So... I hadn't heard that story before. It was quite cute. One of the cousins also talked about how she married into a family that owned a bakery. He and hubby traded notes on recipes and they talked about how, you know, things like depression era recipes are such rare gems because it's from an age when we cooked differently and we use things that we don't today. When you try to replicate The outcome, they don't always turn out because there are little secrets here and there. And they said that um, one of the tricks to turning out things, our depression era is to use uh, when you have a recipe that calls for either baking soda or baking powder, use half baking soda, half baking powder is apparently Mm -hmm. today's ingredients are stronger. Um, we also just last weekend had a nice little getaway. Hubby and I went off to what Baron Frosty likes to call the Naughty Boy Camp and (laughs) it was an all-male campground and we thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. It was nothing like the bathhouses that I went to with my ex a couple of times when I lived in a bigger city. It was quite peaceful. There was a road there that basically there are people who are patrons here that enjoy being in nature so in certain areas of the campground clothing is optional yeah um, now i was entirely comfortable with that we didn't participate but we did have neighbors that on saturday morning looking out our window got up to some antics and i think that they were friends with their neighbors because uh it, it looked like a little bit of theater somebody <laughs> tiptoed across the driveway and pretended to be stealing a piece of wood From their stack. And then after the person had crossed the street, the naturist couple there got a tablecloth or something that was red, put it over their heads, and gestured like they were little Red Riding Hood. And they were crossing the street to go after the wood that was stolen from them.
1: It sounds like a it was, good
0: time. We originally reserved just a uh, a tent space. We were fortunate enough that they had a cancellation, so a cabin became available but mm-hmm. this. Wasn't a, uh, you know, any sort of a uh, a great accommodation. It was basically a bedroom with a kitchenette and a little porch, but it was a welcome shelter from the elements. The mosquitoes there, they were the size of dragonflies. And uh, <laughs> I thought they were dragonflies until <laughs> Hubby Billy took a look and said, no, that's a mosquito. And if you know what's good for you, stay on the porch. <laughs> We also entered. Didn't
1: you Mm -hmm. you take bug spray with you or anything?
0: Oh, we did to go out. You have have to wonder if the chemistry is quite right from something from the Jurassic period. (laughs) <laughs> there was a uh, a costume contest Saturday night. Mm-hmm. It, it gets close to the end of the camping season. So they have a preemptive Halloween party for their, their regular guests. And I'll talk about that a little bit here. But we also went to a family wedding. And my brother Jughead's prom night baby, basically, was getting married. And we were excited about this because... Uh, Well, let's just say he's the blue collar type and the young lady that he married is a college professor. (laughs) (laughs) Although my brother did show up for the wedding, I'm thinking because it was open bar. Ah, Yes. So it's funny how things work out when you tell people you have somewhere else you need to be. Mm -hmm. This particular wedding seemed to drag on. And, you know, dinner was supposed to be like five o'clock. I think it was more like almost 6. And it wasn't until Mm -hmm. 7.30ish that they got around to cutting the cake. And I think the staff at the venue didn't know what they were supposed to do because they waited forever after they cut the cake to bring it out. And a lot of places, you know, you have your food brought to you. But no, this was out on the table. You were supposed to go and get it. So we're waiting for the cake. Meanwhile, it's getting dark out and we need to be back to our campground, which is at least 40 to 45 minutes away. And Mm -hmm. My siblings are trying to get me to stick around for family pictures because my drunken brother is having too much fun talking to everybody and keeps forgetting that he's been asked to form a group to get a picture. So finally, we ended up (laughs) giving up and we left telling them, you take a picture with him and we'll just put us in it later or something because it's ridiculous. (laughs) we didn't even get back to the campground until within an hour of when we were supposed to be at the costume contest. Yeah? And we had so to get our costume mute? Well, we didn't win, but we, you know, but uh we did enjoy ourselves. It was just frustrating because we barely had enough time to get our costumes on. Now, for those of you who haven't already noticed, I did post the pictures on my the Instagram page for TFN podcast as well as my Facebook. Hubby Billy and I were inspired by the the nature location. It was a wooded area, so we went as naughty woodland nymphs. <laughs> And uh, Hubby was quite excited because it's been a while since he's made a costume. And that's something he used to enjoy.
1: And does he still enjoy it? Yes. Did he have fun doing that?
0: He did. Um, Unfortunately, we are also beginning to feel our age because the day after we got home from being out all night on the dance floor, um, Hubby was having trouble getting out of bed. So, He's
1: not going to the gym, is he?
0: He actually works out four times a week. Oh really? So yeah, so it's it's just a hereditary problem because his mother had bad knees and I think his dad uh, had a bad back. But yeah. um we you are know, mm-hmm.
1: he could get his knees replaced.
0: Yeah, we're on the layaway plan for that. <laughs> So yes, we enjoyed ourselves camping and it was so briefly but rudely interrupted by a family wedding. I'm glad that my nephew is happy in life now, but I just wish that uh, the timing had been better with serving and whatnot. (laughs) Uh, So we are looking forward to the remains of the fall and we have some things going on in the spring here. And we're just going to take a brief break for our listeners. The Faraway Nearby will soon be entering its third season. If you've enjoyed listening to the adventures of DJ and the Duchess, why not show your support? Head on over to patreon.com slash tfnpodcast. There you can choose to make a donation. Who knows, maybe you'll get an invitation to the Royal Compound for a future episode. But whatever you do, make sure you let us know our time's been worth it to you. Thank you from the both of us. And that ends the uh, catching up on our weeks. And before we go on to our topic of the episode, just wanting to catch up with the chat room, we still have Toppy Smelly and Gavin in the room, and Toppy has mentioned he looked at the pictures, the costumes, that they looked really great. Mm-hmm. And hmm he- uh, Oh, and the Duchess is saying she'd like to have uh, hubby make her costume. So we'll uh, we'll see what Santa's wish list brings. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and move into our topic of the week. Since September, we're going to talk about favorite memories of fall and going back to school. All right, class, settle down, get to your (laughs) seats. We're about to get started. So, Duchess, I was just wondering since it is that time of year, do you have any memories of school and Do you have any favorite memories you'd like to share?
1: Well, elementary and high school were not very good to me. Uh, I started school in the first grade rather than going to kindergarten because they didn't have a kindergarten until the year after I started first grade. My first grade teacher was a friend of the family. I grew up in a town that had like 800 people, and everybody knew everybody. And my, so my first grade teacher was a friend of the family, and I kind of liked her until she was my teacher. <laughs> and then I was convinced that she hated me. And I'm certain that I hated her by the end of the school year. Uh, Well, we were, of course, you learn your alphabet and how to read and stuff, because when I was, when I went to first grade, you didn't learn all the interesting things like a little bit of algebra and what have you, You learned your letters, you learned how to read little tiny books, and then you got into chapter books at some point, or maybe not until the second grade, I I don't remember exactly, but she convinced me that i couldn't read as fast as i thought i could or that i was and that i couldn't understand what i was reading now she had taught my two sisters who were not very academically inclined she had not taught my older brother who did his first grade in Oregon during the war World War II and he was very academically inclined so she took her knowledge of my th- siblings and put it on me which was really annoying and I have a tendency to hold grudges and I wanted to sue her when I was older but then of course she was she died she was an old lady even when I knew her I think oh so she died Before I could get around to doing it, it took me a while to realize that some of my problems in school went all the way back to her. Uh, Yeah. I just, she was a terrible person. I had one teacher in high school that I really liked, and they mm-hmm. allowed me to drop half of my classes, and I only went to school part-time. And when I did that, one of the classes I dropped was hers.
0: It's interesting that you mentioned that uh, one of your first teachers was a friend of the family. I had sort of a reverse experience. Now, um, I'm a baby. So I was already older than my classmates when it came time for school. But I was also held back a year because I had hearing problems due to allergies, severe allergies. Uh, Lo and behold, the lady who was my first grade teacher ended up being a down the street neighbor a few years later when we moved. And I became friends with her son who might have been maybe four or five years older than me. And we were in a fan club together i just thought it funny because years (laughs) later now i sometimes will talk about school and how unknowingly she was mean to me not realizing the problems i had in her class were due to physical ailments and um well let's just say that nowadays they agree that she had a little bit of a mean streak in her (laughs) (laughs) and uh coincidentally uh i now i did attend kindergarten in fact in my small town we not only had kindergarten but we had sort of a precursor to pre-kindergarten pre-k and at the time they called it story hour in my neck of the woods it was one of those I think it was an afternoon event. So, you know, it wasn't something where you got on the bus in the morning and you stayed all day. But um, I distinctly remember in having trouble learning my colors. And it wasn't until I was in junior high that we had a psychology class. And one of the sections of the textbook reviewed the concept of Mm colorblindness. Now, I became the class freak at that moment because (laughs) it seemed like nobody else in the room had the problem with the charts that were in the textbook and so apparently i was the only one in there that had a degree of color blindness so i i have to wonder uh what that teacher would have thought if she knew
1: (laughs) (laughs) well actually you may not have been the only person they just wouldn't, perhaps, have admitted to it. Mm-hmm. And did you tell the teacher that you were that you had a problem seeing colors?
0: I think it differentiate
1: uh, colors.
0: I, I think at the point where I learned it, I think she was no longer teaching because she was an older lady. Mm. Everyone had nicknames for her because uh, she was a little. bit... <laughs> cranky and she also wore these sort of orthopedic shoes that had a, a platform to them mm-hmm. and so um i think i remember my kindergarten teacher was actually referred to as the wicked witch of the west by some of the kids
1: <laughs> but wasn't the wicked witch of the west oh that she was the the evil one
0: Right. Now, also in that same classroom, in my kindergarten class, there was a boy who was sort of a troublemaker. And you know how they try to get children to take naps in school? Well... I didn't like to take naps and my sisters had trouble getting me to take them when I was little, but in school we had these mats that we would place on the floor when it was nap time and you got to choose who you're going to take your nap near. And I used to choose to have my mat near the troublemaker because he would keep little matchbox cars in his pockets. And when the teacher was doing God knows what at her desk in the front of the room, with the cars now um, of course many many years later you know we never stayed in touch of course I think he probably even changed schools before we graduated but come to find out that young man was in the paper for one of the reasons you probably don't want to be let's just say it was a tryst and he may have done some time (laughs) So, interesting things that occur in in small towns.
1: I think they occur in big time towns too. It's just nobody thinks of, of crime in, in small towns. Small towns right. are idyllic and and not they don't they don't have crime.
0: So, of course, we can come up with all sorts of stories about uh, mean teachers and pranks and whatnot that happen in school because. These are the things that happen when you're a child. You know, you're awkward and yeah. trying to figure out how to act in a situation. But uh, do you have any favorite memories of school? Was there Were there things that were fun that you did or did you have a teacher that had certain activities that made class special? <laughs> No? I
1: didn't like anything about elementary school or, or high school. The only good thing I liked about uh, about high school was the English teacher, and I was kind of sorry to drop her class, but I didn't need it, and it sort of without it just made sense for me to drop her class. But uh, she she told us at the beginning of the semester. That I was there. That if we wanted, if we ever wanted to turn an assignment in with a poem, you could. Mm -hmm. But she wasn't going to ask anybody to write a poem. And there were a couple of assignments I actually did turn in as poetry. And she was kind of impressed with that. Not that I like poetry very much or I'm a good poet.
0: (laughs) Well, you have to appreciate acts of expression
1: yeah and and she was she was very very pleased that I at least made a try of it, and that that it turned out pretty well, although one of them she thought was one of them she thought was an outline for the paper, and I'm going, no, this is a whole thing. <laughs> it was about tolerance uh,
0: and well, I had a few teachers that made things fun. Now, uh, coincidentally, the teacher who um, ended up being my down-the-street neighbor, she was somebody who was a little creative in her classroom. Mm -hmm. She took all sorts of bottles and containers from home, washed them out, and she cut them so that they were hollow and they were sort of like toys. Mm -hmm. She brought them into her classroom. And so um, one of the things you could do is you could take this box... Of bottles, and you could pretend that you had a little chemistry lab. You could be a mad scientist.
1: Oh wow, that's (laughs) (laughs) and and what what grade was
0: that? It was first grade, and um, another teacher had some blocks. Which now, at the time, we didn't have a lot of Lego blocks in school because, of course, they were expensive when they were first new. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: this teacher had taken a bunch of building blocks of various shapes and had attached some of those snaps that you have, like on pairs of jeans. Yeah. And she had attached them to the block. She had nailed them into the blocks so that you could connect the blocks using the snaps.
1: Yeah. So that was that's, fun. that's kinda interesting. Were mm-hmm. they were they regular blocks? I mean like wood blocks?
0: Yeah, they were little wooden building blocks and she had oh um just to take in a bunch of snaps and had nailed them to it so that you could um, cool. <laughs> them together really creative if you ask me and um let's see we had um one at one point in school i I have a rather unique memory of my my middle school experience because we moved a couple of times then <laughs> initially my folks had um bought a temporary housing you know a trailer for us to live in while they were building another house. And of course, we moved to the town my mother worked in just to realize within a couple of years that we didn't like it as well there and we moved back. <laughs> but part of it had to do with the school system because I had gone from a smaller town where all the students went to the same building mm-hmm. or relatively, they were all connected at least, to a town where the the various uh, stages of school were in different buildings across town from each other. So, I wasn't very happy because I couldn't see my siblings during the school day. <laughs> and well, I may or may not have caused myself to get a little attention because I couldn't see my siblings. So, um at one point in time, I'd been sent to the principal's office, and I swear the guy was never there. <laughs> You know, what are you going to do when you go to the principal's office and their assistant tells you, you know, you need to go back? I think I remember pretending that I had gotten disciplined, so I acted all sad. But, uh, yes. And the only other time I remember going to the principal's office, he ended up actually being there, much to my surprise. And, um, and what did he do? Well, this was for a different reason. At the, uh-huh. In fact, at this point, I had written either a little short story or a poem that my teacher had liked. So she told me to go to the principal to read it to him. And, you know, unbeknownst to him, I'd been there before for much different reasons. <laughs> But this time, he had a dish of candy on his desk. I think it was Reese's Pieces. So I left the principal's office with a handful of Reese's Pieces. In fact, I think I was a little bit greedy. I think I got a Kleenex and I filled my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but another great memory that I have of my middle school experience was we had a hill that was real close to the school. and I remember one year we had such a great snowfall during school day, the school day that they had decided to make it a school event that the kids were going to be allowed to bring their their sleds to school. And that we would spend at least part of the day outside sliding down the hill and um our teacher made hot cocoa and i remember that was the first time i had marshmallow fluff in my cocoa
1: <laughs> you had a much better school than i ever had <laughs> i i never liked my teachers i they didn't like me um they They always thought that I was lying about stuff. Mm -hmm. When I was in the third grade, I was sitting as far away from the blackboard as you could sit. And I asked the teacher if I could move to the front of the class because I couldn't see. And she said, no, you just want to get up there so you can sit by your best friend. And I'm going, no, I can't see. You're writing stuff on the board and there's nothing there. I know you're oh. writing stuff on the board, but I can't see it. And <clears throat> I went home and told my mother, and I went to an eye doctor and showed up with glasses a couple of weeks later
0: mm-hmm. because wow. I, I
1: couldn't see.
0: Right now, I, I know that you didn't, but from the way you described your uh, your um, you know early school experience, it almost sounds like you went to Catholic school.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't. But I just. I never got along with my teachers, and they did not get along with me. I think partially I was smarter than they thought I should be, and that was wrong. I couldn't be as advanced as I was. I didn't, unlike my brother, sit down and read an encyclopedia. Um, I did occasionally read parts of dictionaries. They're they're pretty fascinating. You go look up a word, and then there's other words around it that are interesting. Um, but I I was not as... I was not as boring as my brother. I mean, he read just really strange stuff, hmm. um, and I read normal, I guess, normal stuff. And he read all the books in the children's library at the t- at the town next to us. And I never did that. I got really bored with them, and I wanted to read books from the adult library.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: and, they, and my mother finally said, "Well, if you can." You take this book home, and if you can read it and tell me about the story, then I'll, you can check out books. I had to use somebody else's uh, library card because I was still too young. But And I managed to read books at the, at the adult library. And, and she didn't understand why I couldn't content myself with reading all of the books in the children's library. And I'm going, they aren't interesting. They are the most boring <laughs> books in the world. <laughs> I mean, I, I went through a, a large number of books, and and they were kind of interesting, but but then they were, I got through those, and they didn't get any more new ones. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, for what it's worth, uh, although you you had a um, somewhat mediocre um, young school experience. I credit the good teachers that I had from what I believe is probably your generation, because <laughs> some of my best teachers were people who had um, seen something of life and had been in the Peace Corps. Yeah. So I, you know, I think that your generation led to some of the best teachers I had.
1: Well, that could be, and and I noticed. On, on YouTube, since Cleo has introduced me to it and I've started looking at different things, I have tuned into a couple of teachers who are really interesting. Hmm. Uh, and well, it seems like, at least, she, uh, my favorite, I think my favorite YouTuber is a teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes by uh, her, the name of her show is a pocket full of primary
0: Hmm.
1: and she's taught second and third grade for the first two years of teaching she's only like 23 or 24 and she she's in but she is fascinating uh she does this she does this blog of her week and it's about an hour long but i love to to watch it because she talks about what she does for school and she talks about her life and hmm. and it's almost like a storybook.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Madame, we are at our hour mark, so I'm just going to go ahead and move into this last segment and you and I will hang out for a few minutes afterwards. Um, okay. I, I want, I've got to feed my putties before I come back for Gavin's show. So we're going to go ahead and move into another segment. There is a special event on this weekend. In fact, tomorrow Tonight, at 8 p.m. Eastern, a new chapter of the Star Trek universe is about to launch Star Trek Discovery. So, I'm going to talk for a few minutes here. The Duchess and I will go ahead and bid our fond of Now the next episode of the Faraway Nearby will have a very special guest. For those of you who uh, may have paid attention back in July, I guested on a science fiction podcast called The Starboard Power Coupling, and I will be returning in their next episode to review Star Trek Discovery once it's aired. So, in uh, in return, we are inviting their very own Doctor Ken to join us for the next episode. So, Duchess, if you'll say good night, we will bid our listeners a fond adieu.
1: Well, uh, it has been enjoyable. Thank everyone for stopping by. Um, hopefully, I think we missed acknowledging a couple people that were here, but we do appreciate your stopping by. Uh, you have a good two weeks, and we will see you again in the faraway nearby.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Far Away Nearby.
1: Visit our webpage at tfnpodcast.com.
0: Find our fan page on Facebook and our companion blog on Tumblr.
1: This show is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio.
0: Email us at tfnpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Follow us on Twitter at tfndj.
0: And call or text us at 720-230-6919. This show is a member of the Pride 48 Network.
1: Find other shows at pride48.com. This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique voices.
0: Learn more at univazpods.net.